Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Well, obviously, the top of the show. Um, Andy told us he wasn't massively happy with Chelsea at the <laughs> yeah. moment. We know a lot Great. of you tune in for that. So if you didn't hear it, you'll get to hear it now. Uh, we then looked uh, back at the whole of the Premier League weekend. We do it every Monday now. Uh, with Danny Kelly. Always good to speak to Danny. So uh, we hope you enjoy that little new series featured in that as well. We chatted about some other mm. stuff and we brought you some clips of the week pewter from 2003 and there was some there was some good stuff in there. So uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Or is it? Oh, yeah, yippee. It's Monday after yet another humiliating display of ineptitude okay. by that football team that I support. Now we are, are going to look at the game with with Danny shortly, but people do tune in to get your thoughts on what went on. And let's <clears> be honest, <throat> a bit of masochism. They like an Andy. Are we going to get an Andy rant or not? Well, not really. I mean, it, because this is what I expected. But, you know, I said to you in pre-season, this is what Chelsea are going to be like this year. You know, it's going to be a watching brief for me. I mean, they're just going to be. They'll be lucky to achieve mid-season me- mediocrity. I mean, they were was, great last week. Yeah, though, but where was that desire? You know, that that's the problem with Chelsea. They they're great against Tottenham. They're great against Liverpool in those finals. But they're not great against anybody else because they just turn up with a sort of strange attitude. I mean, just reminded me of old Chelsea yesterday. The day Dennis Wise would celebrate a 4-0 defeat elite with Terry Venables at Scribes. Honestly, <laughs> it was just, it was so inept. It was just hopeless, wasn't it? I'd make it that if you pass back to Mendy, it's a £10,000 fine. Really? I, I would. That's what I'd say to the players. Wow. If you pass back to him, it's a £10,000 because you can't. You cannot pass back to him. We all know that. How many times has that happened then? I, I, I've given, I, I think with him it's six. Right. Uh, if you count the two against West Ham when the, he messed up Masuaku's goal at the end. But I mean, I'm just going through, I think there's basically seven goals Chelsea have gifted in, since uh, the turn of the year to other teams. And it's the Premier League. You can't give teams a start. You can't. That game was really, honestly, nothing in it until Mendy did what he did. And of course, as soon as he did that, Leeds got all the momentum, the mm. crowd got up, and the, then it was impossible for Chelsea after that. And it was just a stupid, stupid... But he does it all the time. You know, it's all very well the manager saying, oh, well, you know, it's just a mistake. We made a mistake. Well, you keep picking him. You've got a goalkeeper there that costs 70 million quid. You're paying 170 grand a week. That when he, when the other fellow went to the African Nations Cup, Chelsea went on a good run. If you're not, if you're not prepared to drop anybody who's useless... What, is, what does that say to the rest of the squad? It's the same with the front players. We've had three games, the front players haven't scored a goal. But do the others get a look in? Mm. Do the others get a chance? 
No, because he just keeps picking the same team all the time. Was uh, Rozier just... fit yesterday? No, he wasn't fit. Oh, OK. Well, that doesn't help, No, does but, you know, I mean, it's just... There's something about the, the way he is that isn't right. I mean, it's just not right. I mean, he's so lucky Abramovich isn't there. He'd have been gone months ago. <laughs> months ago. He wouldn't put up with this. It's absolutely hopeless, but unfortunately for Chelsea, that's why it's going to be a, a sort of, you know, middling mediocrity of a season because they've got no structure in place. You know, they, they couldn't fire the manager now, even if they wanted to, because mm. they haven't got anybody that knows how to appoint a manager. They haven't got anybody who knows anything about what's on the market and what it, what, what it takes to manage this team. How different would that team look uh, with Fafana and probably a Bamiyang up front? I mean, that will, that will deal with a couple of your issues, won't it? So, well, it might. But you know, he's already that, could be, that could be next million. week. I mean, it's only taking Cucurella two weeks to join the Stanford Bridge finishing school. It's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? Like poor lad, he's only played twice. We had two glaring chances yesterday. Two, gla- oh, you know, just. Uh, but the worst one is Havertz. He drives me mad. Somebody on the Chelsea website was right. He said Havertz plays like he's working from home. That's exactly what he's like. He just phones it in. <laughs> he's useless. Uh, what's the point of the bloke? What is? Like once every ten games, he might do something. He Working doesn't affect the game. You know, you look at the strength of Holland. You look at the way he holds players off. They play the ball up to no, a slightly different build. Oh, oh yeah, but I mean, you know, he's a different. He's a different kind of player, John, isn't he? Yeah, really? I mean, it's a hard comparison. How to often make, when really? Chelsea get thrashed, they'd go down to ten men. What a what a ridiculous thing for Kula Bar. That was a bit daft. Yeah, yeah. You know, three nil down. You know, I just. You just look at him and you think, you've paid a fortune for this bloke. Is he any better than Chalabar? I don't think he is, is he, by the look of it? I just don't get what's going on there. Oh, I don't understand it. Sounded particularly Personally, optimistic. I'd, I'd flog Mendy today, I would, or I'd certainly put him in the reserves. I'd say to him. You me, mean sell him, I take it. Yeah. Although the way you talk, no, okay. no, I mean just sell him, not in the town like, square. And a Bamiyang, yeah. just what a team with the worst attitude in football need. Although apparently he's been all right at Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Well, the manager knows him, but you know. I, you know, you, I watch Ivan Tony sort of. I on know, a I, was thinking basis. That. I was thinking that. I mean, I think, how, do you, how do big clubs not see how good this player is? Yeah. How do Chelsea? think oh, why are they interested in Anthony Gordon What's, what good's that you've already got a load of those yeah. but I'm blaming the manager putting it fa- fairly and squarely at his door because they've got a lot of attacking talent Chelsea and he gets nothing out of it be it his system be it the way he picks them mm. be it the way they play they're just massively underperforming and they have been for a long time they've taken 19 points from their last 13 games I mean that's like you know finish 15th 16th type form yeah. so it's not good enough it's not going to be good enough you know they'll 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 put in performances when they have to but you know which might affect other teams going for the title but they will have no effect on the top six whatsoever this season we might get the list is going on something this afternoon. We're going to just we're going to touch on all the games. Danny Kelly's going to be joining us in a few moments' time. We'll look at all the games this weekend, all nine games uh, covered, and a couple of new features that we're introducing in our regular uh, chat. Before that, though, Grimsby nil, Sutton nil. Oh, that must have been a thriller. Doesn't sound like a cracker. Um, it sounded like one to miss. But Paul Hurst, the Grimsby Town manager, said of it, "That was the worst game of football." I have ever seen. Wow. Now, now he is 40, Paul is 47 years old. He played 438 games for Rotherham. He's been playing professional football since 1993. Even before he mm. was a professional footballer, he played and watched a lot of mm. football since then. He's not just watched his teams, he scouted other teams. He has seen thousands and thousands of games of football. You get the Wolves season ticket. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll I tell you what, I thought Wolves first half, they were, they, were, they were difficult to deal with. And they're... Uh, 
Their new signing, Nunes, was good, played very well. Now they've got Raul Jimenez back because that is the problem. They can't score goals. They lack a cutting edge and so often their final ball wasn't quite good mm. enough on the day. But they, they were, they were uh, you know, as they always are, they're tough to get through as top. So often go, games involving Wolves are so boring. That's, yeah. a, that's the problem with it. But say with him and his back, with him and his back, it uh, it may be slightly different. But that's something else we'll be touching on. So look, we do ask that question. I mean, how can you ever pinpoint the? It's like people saying, "What's your favourite album?" Um, what's your favourite? It's hard, isn't it? What's yeah. your favourite film? Sometimes it depends what mood you're in. Yeah. But Paul Hurst uh, has said that is the worst game of football I've ever seen. So if you want to try and relive mm. yours and tell us why it was so bad, I've mentioned mine before. I was at Goodison with my mate Pete, Everton nil, QPR nil, Roy Wegley hit the post after about a minute and nothing else happened. Mark Ward attempted to, the only other moment of it, he tried mm. to hit the ball, missed it completely, fell on his backside, you know, swung a foot <laughs> at it like an old silent movie star and just <laughs> fell over with the sheer force of missing the ball. Mine That's all that happened in 90 minutes. Chelsea nil, Southampton nil, Boxing Day. I remember it specifically because I think it was one of the first times I took my wife to the game and I wanted it to be a good game for her to be excited by. Yeah. It was absolutely as dull as ditch water. Um, a couple of the listeners have said David Mays and others well it was a good job Andy didn't really want to go on a rant about Chelsea today because mm. imagine what that would have been like the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast time then to look back in some detail at the Premier League weekend I think it's fair to say we've touched on uh, Chelsea's performance against Leeds uh, maybe to give us a bit of a Leeds perspective on it all as we look at all nine games is Danny Kelly joining us now good afternoon Danny uh, gents, how are you? All good? Good, thank you. Oh, yeah, great. And, and, he's yeah. got a, and he's got a bit off his chest. Um, uh, if you've heard any of that, he's, he's got oh, a little I bit off, off his chest. Heard any of it? Of course, I, I set my alarm for it when Chelsea loses. You, you say you say that um, some listeners tune in to hear what Andy thinks. Not just the listeners, presenters too. Everybody <laughs> of a right mind. Great. Um, to me, to me, it's up there. With Desert Island Discs and the shipping forecast <laughs> as as the great radio in Britain is when Chelsea lose one game, <clears throat> one game, mind you, and Andy starts in on them. Although I have to say, Andy. Uh, the performance at Leeds once they conceded, um, but what, uh, I think you are probably right. There was a bit listless, spiritless, spineless, gutless, soulless, whatever word, whatever less mm. word you want to yeah. use. Um, and of course, they were also transportless because uh, you know we, we all love the the great excuses, the grey shirts, mm. the long grass, the soft ball. Um, Thomas Tuchel, I know, I know, I know, I'm not allowed to say his name, Andy, but um, afterwards, when he made when he made a point of saying that the players had flown up to Leeds, but because of some kind of rick, um, mm. the Chelsea coaching staff, um, we make your own coach joke here, had to go by bus. Mm. I mean, honestly, you only mention that if you want to make out that something so bad has happened that would explain why Chelsea's excellent group of expensively acquired players should turn out performance like that, and it. Uh, um, having spent the week on a charm offensive, smiling in interviews, talking about his biceps and stuff to try and get off an FA touchline ban, um, he was straight back to being Thomas Tuchel, wasn't he? Have you ever noticed um, whose fault it never is? Hmm. Um, <laughs> is? Is he called Thomas? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I don't know. How, he never takes the blame. It's always everybody else. Hmm. One of the other themes, of course, is a mm. Chelsea defeat is that Andy is not generally fulsome in his praise for the opposition. So I'd be interested. What do you, I mean? We're going to give Leeds a pat on the back for their performance, Andy. 
Well, not really. I mean, it's such a typical American team. They just run about a lot. They ran about a lot and Chelsea didn't match them. Hold on, Andy. You can't have it both ways. Chelsea, (laughs) their problem is they don't run around a lot and Leeds don't get any praise for running around a lot. Well, you know, they're all right. Where do you think they're going to be? They're not going to win the league, are they? They're not going to be top eight or anything like that. You know, there's no way that a Chelsea team with that quality of player should go to Leeds and play like that. So you can't read too much into it. Leeds are all right. It'll probably be okay. They they, they run about a lot. They put a lot of effort in. But, you know, they're not a great side, are they? Well, they're third at the moment. Yeah, but they're not a great side. You know that. No, they're not a great side, but they were energetic and they took advantage. And that's all you can ask of the mid-table teams. When when a team's going to give Chelsea goals like we give other teams... Why oh, but that's you know, a, that, that's right, the that, problem. That, There'll be times. Then, you know, take worry. away but, those two ridiculous goals that they conceded, and, you know, and that's it. <laughs> but that's that's the that's the issue that comes out of the game, isn't it? And you know, I, I, I don't want David Priest to launch himself Exocet style at the state at the station while I say this, but I'm going to say it. This this playing out from the back with the goalkeepers, um, and you, Mendy is a particular miscreant in this particular crime. The the playing out from the back, if you could identify. You know, near post corners, we're conceding five goals a season near mm. post corners, losing the ball on the edge of our own box, um, which whatever it is, they would rectify it. Instead, they double down. At the moment, it's a fashion. It's a sign that you are a real coach and you've got your coaching badges and you're in with the lads. I'm sorry, 99% of the time, oh. um, I've moved these on. There's um, that music. Don't, don't. There's that music, Danny. It's from the Oscars music we bring you when the producer feels it's time to move on. Uh, we get the music uh, from the Oscars when we yeah, clear. Play the, it to Thomas Tuchel when, uh, we, when we clear the stage, of course. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought was, that's the theme. That's the theme. Goes. Go on, Danny. Keep going, mate. <laughs> uh, no. Well, let's no, move on then. Some people are calling the game of the season already, but it's well, only it was a, a wonderful of weeks game up. of football. Yeah. But, uh, people got far too carried away. I mean, some Tim Vickery people tweeting absolute nonsense about it, but. If that's what you want to do. It was a great game of football, though. It is, of course, Newcastle three, Manchester City three. Then, and it was, it was, yeah. it was top class entertainment. Had incident, oh. had lots of goals, had a fight back from a team that don't normally have to yeah, fight. Yeah, my point in that game is that City would have lost that game last season without Holland. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's very well, true. Well, he, he, you know, along along with the mystery of Alan and Maximan, mm. um, if he can do it this week, why not next week? Um, and also, of course, what is he actually going to do? He's so skilled and so fast and all those good things. Uh, this is one of the weeks when the, the teammates were on the same wavelength and it worked out really well. But you're right, Harland was, uh, if not the star of the show, he is a separate show unto himself. He is so remarkable physically. Um, uh, you know, he could have had three, couldn't he? Mm-hmm. He, could have, he could have actually made it 4-3 if, 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 on another day. And my fear is there'll be lots of games like this where... You know, I, I don't know, John Stones and Nathan Naki, is that really, you know, a sign of a team that's going to walk away with a title and middle middle their defence? There's things you can say about Manchester City, but maybe not the, the quite the, the, the best version of Manchester City, but Haaland is just tilting again um, back towards them in, in these sorts of games. Actually, it's something they've lacked. We keep saying it. You know, City only had one way of, of doing you. Now they, Haaland brings a whole other thing to it. But Newcastle, you know... They ought to be better. They spent plenty of money, and they may spend more. Um, but they were they were terrific on the day. They yeah, they were I impressive. Mean, I, and the, and the thing is, it reminded me. I said to Paul on text, it reminded me of the way Spurs play against City. Every time they turn the ball over, City, uh, Newcastle were in, and they looked dangerous. And, yeah, you know, if, they, if you play that high line against a team that are brilliant at breaking on the break, that is that is their vulnerability. 
look, every team has has vulnerabilities, and cities is is um, evident, not hard, not easy to exploit. But not only are their fullbacks very high, but they're also very narrow. So there is a massive square of space into which people like Almiron and uh, and our friends and Maximum C C Son um, can run and, and cause these teams trouble. Liverpool has something of the same issue, um, but of course, what they do elsewhere. Uh, makes up for it normally. I like the fact that um, Jack Grealish, even when he doesn't play, attracts criticism. He, he had some, he made some crack about Almiron, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. And in, and of course, you could literally, you could make if you if you had the skills with a with a hammer and chisel, you could have got a piece of stone and put in Almiron to score first onto that because it was set in stone. That's how football works. The, I just wonder though that you know I saw this on social media, but it's also a thought that I had during the game. This thing of yellow and a half orange cards or sin bin that sort of idea because you know there are certain fouls that aren't bad enough for a red but are much worse than a yellow and i just wonder the professional foul you could stamp it out if you had the sin bin if you said to a bloke oh. okay that's 10 15 minutes on the side now they're as down. soon as you drag a player back as you drag a player back yeah preaching to the converted here yeah. andy i was thinking something similar during the week i was watching a whole lot of games one after the other partially to prepare for this show and the fact of the matter is the difference in deterrence between a yellow card and a red card is far too wide. Yellow card means nothing to the players, mm. particularly in the age of five substitutes. It means nothing to the team either. You just whip him off and bring on your other right back, centre back, centre midfielder, whatever it is. Um, they're gonna. I, I'm, I would be in favour of sin bins. I don't think it would have the same uh, crippling effect that it does on rugby union teams, but it would at least cause coaches to think twice about, you know, say tactical fouling, which so many of them employ mm. now. City would be all right because they don't tactically foul, as we all know. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Never have done that and never would. So um, we move move on then. There we are, the music. So we were going to move on anyway. Oh, we've already moved on. No need for that. We move on now to West Ham United nil, Brighton 2. Ah, there it is. Uh, Every week uh, in this uh, section, uh, we'll be... About time. uh, We'll be bringing you... Whose turn is it? Whose turn is it in the barrel this week? Believe it or not, it isn't Chelsea's. It could have easily been Amazing. Chelsea's. Could have been Leicester's. But every week, uh, you mm. may remember a particularly filthy joke, which ends, "It's your turn in the barrel." Uh, it's nautically, <laughs> it's nautically <laughs> themed, and every team has a turn in the barrel. Every week, there is one team that gets it in the neck from the press yeah. and everybody else. And maybe because Chelsea lost at Leeds, uh, West Ham got off quite lightly. That plus the fact that most mm. journalists on Fleet Street support West Ham. So, um, but. They did lose to Brighton. They've made as bad a start as they have in ages. They haven't scored yet. I think the only team in the four divisions. It's strange. Not they're not clicking like us. They're not clicking. You know, a lot yeah. of teams are not clicking. I mean, the, we'll talk about Arsenal. They are the form team. Click, you know, click, click. Yeah, for Arsenal, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When West Ham, it's not happening. Brighton, though, there was a love. The second goal was a the touch from Welbeck. Was oh yeah. I mean, they're Brighton. I mean, let's let's we'll maybe start with West Ham. They who haven't. Um, I don't think haven't scored since uh, Stuart Pearce left. Not mm. in the league. So maybe yeah, and haven't, really haven't won back. since haven't yeah. won since Declan Rice did that rap in a league of their own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, these are some and, of the things that can change a season. Uh, <laughs> well, De- De- I mean, De- Declan has no reason to be ashamed of himself. It's popular entertainment, but he, mm. I mean. West Ham uh, supporting friends of mine. Yes, such things do exist. They tell me he was that was as poor a game as he's played since he got into the team yeah. four years ago. Um, what, what, but again, here, managers always know better than us. Now, unless Gianluca Scamacca is carrying an injury, in which case, why is he on the subs bench? You've bought this fella. You've moved heaven and earth to get him. 
Um, Mikel Antonio has carried the club around on his back for the last four years. Play him. What is he mm. doing on the subs bench? I don't get it. I get he obviously, presumably in training, he's just not showing enough. He's not showing. I mean, he scored. He scored in Europe the other day. It was a good header, and maybe mm. he's just not showing yeah. enough to get through ninety minutes. And it's interesting when throw in players in when they join. I mean, Wolves did it the other day but with the, Nunes. They, they just hit they the played ground, the centre half, the new centre half, and he gave away a penalty, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. He had a bit of a he had a bit oh, of. Oh, that was mare, a shocker, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah, it was a daft chance. But we should we should salute Brighton. Grand Potter doing yeah. a great job. Would you have him at the bridge, Andy? Why not? Yeah, uh, okay. Brendan Rodgers, Pochettino, would, there's plenty. I mean, I, I, with your connection with Argentina, you already speak, speak South American Spanish, so you'd be <laughs> able to deal with all the Ecuadorian yeah. players at Brighton <laughs> hoovering up. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, they're, they're, again, they're just, you know... We've, you we've, know, but I think the thing is you have to be careful because I think Rodgers and Pochettino will be OK. But, you, you know, Gallagher showed yesterday that playing for Palace and playing for Chelsea is a different thing. And managing Brighton and managing Chelsea is a different thing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, but you never know until someone gets a job. No, you could argue I'm managing... Would, I'm not saying he couldn't do it, but I'm just saying Bournemouth it is, and managing it Newcastle. But Eddie yeah, Howe sure. seems at the moment to be coping. You have to give people a chance mm. uh, to do that, really. So, uh, But yeah, another good... McAllister, again, fantastic performance by him. There's the music, Danny. Mm. Uh, in the next yeah. section of the show, because it's how we're asking the listeners, and Paul Hurst said Grimsby Neil Sutton Neil was the worst game he'd ever seen after about 40-odd years in football. Um mm-hmm. So maybe you can find, if you can uh, if you can sort of give it some thought and give us before two o'clock the worst game of football you've ever seen. D- don't, have to, don't even have to think about it. Well, Come, bring it on when the time comes. We will. We'll do it shortly. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Kelly's with us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Leicester one, Southampton two. Yeah, so quite a surprising result. It certainly was, then, wasn't it? Um, and, mm. and again, we've that classic thing we've seen it with a couple of players. It's Mayla Saar. Uh, was left out for what because he didn't feel comfortable. Uh, Wesley Fofana, young player, not in the right frame of mind. Uh, do you imagine? I just wonder if, if Roy Keane had been in that Leicester dressing room when uh, Wesley had said, "I don't feel I'm in the right frame of mind." Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have been sat in a stand um, <laughs> with, with his wife or girlfriend. I'm not sure what the lady was because um, Roy would have had him outside the car park cleaning his car, wouldn't he? <laughs> if, if you're not going to play, do something useful. Here's a chamois leather. Yes. Um, I mean, interesting. This. This section, we're going to do the games at Leicester, Crystal Palace and Fulham. All the six teams we're going to talk about are teams that could finish anywhere between sort of eighth and bottom mm, yeah. in the Premier League. Because that's what the Premier League is now, isn't it? Seven teams, including Newcastle, who are not going to go down. And then everybody else is fighting for survival. And they've all got, it struck me over the weekend, watching the games, trying to watch them through a neutral eye. They've all got excellent players. And the Premier League keeps pouring these players into these teams, we've also most teams. Andy, don't start. I've got decent manager as well, um, and so we saw Leicester against Southampton, and Southampton, who were clueless against Spurs on the opening day of the season, their their performance in the last thirty minutes of that game, they were absolutely fantastic. Their mm. new players looked energetic, powerful, sprightly, intelligent, all those things. While Leicester, I mean, and they, you're right, Andy, they could easily have got the captain pugwash music. Um, and the barrel treatment a little earlier. The odd thing about Leicester is, isn't it, that they've only lost one player. Mm. You would think that they had sold their entire team. They've lost the goalkeeper. I saw him letting in a goal early on for Nice last Mm. evening. Um, But, you know, Fofana doesn't take part at all. T. Lemons is on the bench. Um, Madison continues, despite the speculation, to score every game. But there's something not quite right with all of that, isn't there? There was something quite interesting mm. last week because on the show and the mm. social media team put out some comments about 
Leicester not supporting Brendan Rodgers. They could lose him if they're not careful. And I looked at the comments, and a lot were from Leicester fans, Andy, saying, no, Andy, he's the problem. We've had enough of him. We want him gone. We think mm. he's part... Of, I mean, it's quite surprising how many Leicester fans were on there. But a lack of movement in or out never helps the squad. No. And, uh, you're, you're only going to know how Leicester are going to be on the 1st of September. I mean, if they're going to sell a few players, buy a few players, do something. They need yeah. to do something. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to lose Brennan Rodgers. He, whatever the Leicester fans think, they know their club better than I do. But Brennan Rodgers is a decent manager. And, you know, all right, all managers run out of, you know, motivational skills after a while. Southampton are an odd team, though, aren't they? They'll probably usually yeah. win it. They'll win a few now. They usually, when they start winning, they win three or four in a row. Streaky. Then they'll, then they'll yeah. lose 15 in a row. That's what they do. <laughs> Ralph's gone well, back they, they, to uh, he was wearing the training polo shirt this week. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's not the uh, under manager of a Tyrolean hotel this but week. Leicester got Chelsea <laughs> on Saturday, so they'll be all right. For yeah. that. <laughs> I knew he'd get that one in there. So let's have a look at um, Palace versus Villa, the Wilf and mm. uh, and Eze show. Uh, really, and we, we know Villa, Villa have got problems. Steven yeah. Gerrard's got big problems there. Yeah, that was uh, that was. I mean, I, I did fancy uh, on the false panel the other day, Villa. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Palace to win this, and sure enough, they did it with a, a more one more goal than I thought they would. And say so when Wilf's on it, he, he is a joy to behold, as he um, says. Yeah. And and it, and it's it's changed, hasn't it, with Palace? I mean, look, if you take Southampton, Trey Adams got those two goals, but he doesn't score regularly. The next two, two of the next two teams we're going to talk about, Palace are one of them. They have got Wilf Zaha, who is arguably the best player outside the top six. I mean, he has been year after year after yeah, yeah. year. Um, SA has added to that. So, But where Patrick Vieira has changed, I think, is that before where you had 10 blokes grunting and groaning for all they're worth to give Wilf one chance, you're now they're still working hard, Palace, but they're actually freeing him up to do more things. Playing him centrally helps as well, I guess. Um, and when he plays like that, you just you know, it's England's loss that he was allowed mm. to slip through the net, and the fact that Alex Ferguson wanted to play him as a teenager for Manchester United, um, it, it's no surprise. He is he is fantastic, isn't he? And Eze looks like he's going to be fantastic as well. Um, but answer me then, because you asked the question, Paul. And I, on this occasion, I don't have an answer. What is it with Villa I don't after know. the games? Stephen Gerrard was sweating profusely. I don't know if it was a very hot day um, in South <laughs> London, but it, it was. It's either bewilderment or real fury because that was that was nothing from Aston Villa wasn't it it was like plastic or something scoring first and yeah. they were lucky so it wasn't, early. Yeah. They, they were lucky it wasn't mm. worse because Edward's goal should never have been distant out no. forget the oh, shoulder God. forget it yeah. head or feet that's it depending where the ball is honestly it does it, it drives you mad they've got to change that but uh, the I mean our own Rupert Ballou a big Villa fan I don't know if he's got mm. an inside track but he I think he's used the phrase not a happy ship at the moment May, who knows what's going mm. on maybe you know when yeah, you start like when you start maybe as a manager changing the captaincy and, and, and potentially it's unfair to say throwing a senior pro under the bus because he hasn't the guy's come back and he's going to be playing yeah, but that but, never but helps Paul, does it you pull you, we, we, and what we don't know and um, sometimes I wonder whether the managers understand because you know that the teams that hold the, the, the threads that hold teams together are often invisible mm. look at when Mourinho fell out with the lady doctor um, yeah. at uh, Eva Carnera at, yeah. at Chelsea it unraveled the team. I remember when Tim Sherwood in his gilet had a right go at Sandro without mm. realising that Sandro was the most popular person yeah. in the Spurs midfield. Not the best player. And the team said, right, we're well, not having him. We're not having Sherwood. And I wonder whether, picking on Tyrone Mings, who is 
you know, he might not be in the best form as a footballer, but he appears to be a very well balanced, decent enough bloke. Mm. You, you just don't know what effect that's having on the on on, on the rest of the team and the, and the dressing room because yeah. they are yeah. groups of young groups of people, not just a group of footballers. The group, as they like to say. A bit unlucky with the penalty too. Yeah. I mean, that was never a hand. Well, all, all three of us in Sally yeah. Field have been Scandalous. asked to vac- vacate the stage now. <laughs> 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 Uh, best actress, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so um, we move on then to Fulham three, Brentford two. <laughs> Can I just say with this game, I was trying to follow this game because I was amazed it wasn't on TV because it's a huge game. All right, locally, it's a it's, local scale, but it's a big derby that, and there, and there was no radio coverage either. So the only place I could find it was on the Brentford website, and every Is that a bit time, biased. Well, slightly biased, yeah, but that's not the problem. <laughs> Excellent. Every time there was about to be a goal, the, the thing cut out so. <laughs> and that is it and then it went off for Every about 10 minutes a... and you had to get back and you, oh it was yeah. a nightmare three <sighs> times it just and the bloke came back and went there's something wrong with this press box yeah. <laughs> in the build up to the game Danny um, uh, Mitrovic mm. managed to smash Tom Kearney's um, windscreen they were doing some shooting practice which mm. didn't bode well and apparently he, he missed and uh, the ball went over a fence and smashed Tom Kearney's windscreen so maybe the, he's got to do that every week now so if the people well, from think- Glass are listening get yourself down the Fulham training ground well, I think I think I said on the, on the first of, of these shows, which are already picking up huge audiences on awards, can't be far away. Um, I, I think I said um, that um, everything that happens to Fulham this year will depend upon Mitrovic, and that goes from literally the quality of food in the canteen. If Alexander doesn't like it, he'll say bring back the ketchup. Mm. And and what he did, you know, you're right. He may have to smash uh, Tom Kearney's uh, windscreen every week now. But again, it was another terrific game. Mm. Um, and again. As I say, you go down. I feel you know Andy. Andy's going to implode here as well, isn't he? There are teams that have strikers. Zaha is one who give them a chance mm. in every game. Mitrovic is another. Ivan Tony is another. And you can see why these, for all their skill and technical ability, why the players in these teams are prepared to work like stakhanovites because mm. some of that work will eventually get rewarded when your mate up front bashes one in. Tony got a lovely goal on the turn there, had another one disallowed, and Mitrovic was was a, a menace all da, all afternoon yeah. until he got the winner. Um, and again, if Brighton or Wolves or Chelsea had these up front, they'd be better teams. It's, it's just the law of football, isn't it? You've got to have someone who can put the ball in there. It's slightly off for Brentford. They've had started two games out of the three now really poorly, both first halves. I suspect somebody was there yesterday and he said... Brentford just didn't play in the first Strange. half. We've not had your knee-jerk corner, Andy. Did you put knee-jerk corner together this week or were you no. too depressed after Chelsea? Well, <laughs> Chelsea in the bottom three. <laughs> really, because I like Tom... Go on. I was going to say, I wonder if... Um, I, are we saying both of these teams are staying up this season, Danny? Fulham and Brentford, oh yeah. Yeah. Fulham, we're already Fulham, we're feeling right. confident enough about Fulham that they're definitely staying up. I, 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 this this season of all seasons with this World Cup middle I haven't a clue who's going down not a clue oh Bournemouth are going down you yeah well. that's one yeah <laughs> well that'll cheer you up Bournemouth fans we're going well, to be coming are. on to you very very shortly the next up uh, it is uh, Everton Forest Spurs Wolves and Bournemouth versus Arsenal the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Danny Kelly is with us he's with us every Monday as we look back on every game of the Premier League weekend we've got a fairly important one tonight and of course later on we'll be building up to that Matt Dickinson joins us in the Times to chat about his book on the 1999 treble winning season and of course to look ahead to this evening but Danny we move on to Goodison 
and uh, a big equaliser for Everton that felt a pretty important one with that lovely assist from uh, Jordan Pickford and a nice finish but uh, yeah Everton won Forest won was the final score and Forest not done yet there's some stories today they may be in for uh, our own Sergio <clears throat> Regulon on loan um, they keep bringing in new players what do you make of this game? It, it, I mean, it, it became a, uh, one of not recognising the teams. I don't recognise Nottingham Forest teams um, because even with my Trans Europe Express um, sort of uh, roller decks in front of me, I don't recognise half the players they've brought in. I'll be honest about that. I think there's 17 so far. Is it 16 or 17? Mm. I mean, that is literally when you, when you first learn to play Championship Manager on a computer. Um, the first the first thing you do is go through the entire squad and all the reserves, put them all on the transfer list, mm. and bring in 18 or 19 new players. So it's hard to know what they're how they're going about it. And Everton. Um, you know more about this than me, Andy, because you've seen Frank Lampard in action. Um, they just don't seem to have any identity. Now, maybe it's the lack of a, a proper centre-forward currently with the injuries they've suffered. Maybe it's because they're, they're, they're so tentative after how it's so nearly going down last last year. But if if you take <clears throat> Anthony Gordon's occasional dashes out of that team, mm. what they, how are they trying to achieve the, the three points each week? He had a good chance, Gordon, at the end. His second yeah. of the game, I thought he fit right in at Chelsea. It's <laughs> tremendous. Couldn't lift it over here. Yeah, in fairness to Forrest, we made this point last week. They started from a very low mm. base in terms of playing stuff. They had a lot of players out of contract. Lots on loan, yeah. And they mm. did have a lot on loan. So they yeah. did have to they be... Right. Have They've got, got a good coach, but you yeah. know, I, I still feel... Both these teams are going to be, you know, struggling down the bottom end of the table. But that's, you know, that's a good result to go yeah. and get a point. A point out totally. is not a bad result. Poor result. Oh, no, and Paul, you don't, you don't, you don't need to be fair with Nottingham Forest. I, I, I don't know that there's any real problem hmm. if the players you have, as you say, were out of contract and and, and uh, were out on loan. But also, let's be truthful, may not be good enough for the Premier League, even though they were, they, you know, they did what they did in the Championship. You have to go out and change the whole squad. Mm. And and then the job is different. You know, the continuity job that, say, they're trying to do at Liverpool with turning over bits of a very successful squad, yeah. it's very different. You, you've got, you know, and you might lose the first six matches, but you've got to do something to change the team. Um, you keeping know, that squad leave. happy will be difficult. And <clears throat> sorry if they have a cup run, but they probably won't because they'll field a weakened seat side yeah <clears throat> and then you know he's got to keep all those people happy Gibbs White caught the eye I can't yeah imagine, he played well I can't imagine Wolves fans are very happy about him leaving that was odd isn't it mm. uh, you, you, when you draw up a list of the clubs and, and the players they might want to release <clears> you'd <throat> have thought there's been a lot of talk <clears throat> about Gibbs White and he's played for the England age groups but I guess the I mean let's be truthful the amount of money Casimiro money, you might call it. <laughs> Anthony Ajax money, you might call it. Yeah. Um, that, that was that they threw at it. You know, Wol- Wolves have got to, you know, they've got to, they've got to feed the office cat like every other team. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there's just a sheer amount of dough that's thrown out. Mm. and said, well, right, well, we'll do it. We'll One that Jed Spence is feeling at the moment. It's two squads in a row. Look, he's a young player and he's probably not expecting to walk straight into the well, Tottenham he, team. He should have known, shouldn't he? But, um, <laughs> the way yeah. Conte greeted his signing, I think well, he, he, said, he yeah. might as well have turned around and gone home. That was a slightly, <laughs> I, that wouldn't might have been a slight red flag for him when he said, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he was the chairman's pick. Not He didn't quite say that, but no. I think he's a good player and he will get going and Tottenham got a lot of games two games a week coming up with Europe and Lord knows what else he will get games but he would have been starting every game at Forest anyway we digress um, we move on to Tottenham 1 Wolves nil. the game I was at um, tough first half Wolves didn't do what Wolves do they effectively stopped 
Tottenham playing and, and created themselves on the break. They slung in Mateus Nunes, who I thought was for a bloke who just turned up, oh. uh, was kind of match ready. So uh, Pick he looks the a good new bit of players. Business. Let's see them. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're difficult to break down, but as soon as you score, it's all over. Yeah. Really, that's their problem. I, I thought too often final wall wasn't quite there. But Raúl Jiménez came on at the end, and as we said earlier on, once he's up to speed, and if he can get on the end of some of the work that we saw from Wolves at the weekend. They'll they'll be doing all right, but they they I can mean, be a bit of a tough watch if if you're going there purely to be entertained because you know but, you just can't Paul, find a way through them. Paul, no tougher a watch than Spurs were in that first. Oh half. no, no, that's right. Because, a lot know, of it was self-inflicted. That's true. Oh, Wolves, Wolves are what Wolves are. Everyone knows it, and the, the midfield three of Moutinho, Neves, and Nunes, who didn't let Spurs have a sniff really until Kane's header right at the very end of the first half. You know, but Spurs were just terrible. And whether it was memories of the of going two down in 20 minutes to Wolves last season, um, they're going to have to get out of this because they were, you know, equally inept in the first half against, against Chelsea the week before. And they weren't great, great in the beginning of the game against Southampton. Either. No, I you think, are correct, sir. The, the thing is, they got seven points and they're not playing particularly well. I mean, they're not playing as well as I thought they would, but I think they will. Strange. I mean, and, they're trying uh, again. They're trying to. But bed. they're winning. They're getting points. Perisic so uh, is a, a proper man. He was. He is a. Oh, a he's a, a proper player. He is a proper you player. And, yeah. Both. <laughs> Do you know what? Both. I mean, he, well, the last time I looked at you, he is a man. There is no way around that. <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's, he's a. I don't know. He's experienced. He just looks the part. He's, he's always been a great. That, player. that, that was they a, were looking to. Um, left foot, right foot, and always quite to use a uh, footballism digs the cross out. Yeah. And if I was, if I was a Spurs player, I'd be heading every time he got the ball. I'd be heading for that far post because one time in two, that's exactly where it's going to be. Yeah. Compare and contrast. I'm not having a go at him because he's not really a wing back. Emerson Royale's efforts in the first half compared to Perisic's, mm. and there was there was there was no comparison. Oh, was what are, how how great was it to see the real Ronaldo um, yeah. in the stadium? Yeah, that's, that's right. He was yeah. They got they got a shirt for him and no gags, obviously. No, <laughs> but he was holding up the shirt. They borrowed and, mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sonny, it's a very odd thing going on with Hume Son at the moment. Yeah, he's he's, 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 he's just well. off the boil and mm. he looks frustrated with himself. But I mean, I remember once Conte was asked last season, "Are you going to drop Son?" And he said. What a stupid question! No, yes, and the but, guy yes, but now goal. he might because he's he, got he didn't have Richarlison, did yeah. he? Yeah, he yeah. made sure to watch himself. But I, I like the way Richarlison got one chance and decided he would try, because Ronaldo instead he would try the Ronaldo poke. He, that's um, right, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he did try poke. the Ronaldo poke. He, he did try. He didn't that. quite yeah. come off for oh, him. No. I mean, because um, he would have been his hero growing up, I presume. Yes, I would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did yeah. think that Spurs would finish above Arsenal, but I'm not sure they will now. Oh, what about so? Yeah, well, that's, that's knee jerk for you. Well, let's move we'll put, on then. No music needed. Yeah. We move on to our no. final game, uh, Bournemouth. Neil Arsenal three. I don't know why I sound surprised because it shouldn't be really. I fully expect no. Arsenal to win. Well, um, we're on Tom Brown watch. This is the extensive mm. wardrobe of Tom Brown mm. uh, jumpers and jackets that uh, Scott Parker's wearing. The one with the four mm. stripes on the arm. Mm. And uh, he's worn the jumper for the two defeats, but he wore the jacket for the win. So if Scott's listening, it's jacket next time out, uh, definitely, yeah. not, not Cardi. Um, so, yeah, um, look, uh, comprehensive mm. and pretty straightforward for Arsenal. They are knocking it about well. They are, they're the form team, but yeah. uh, highly Gabriel Selassie rang me on Saturday. Oh, did he really? Remind, oh. Yeah, he reminded oh, me it's a marathon, then. not a sprint. Well, the only, <laughs> th- the only slight caveat may be Palace away yeah. was a cracking result. Uh, yeah. Beyond yeah. that, though, Leicester at home, uh, Leicester a bit ho-hum at the moment, and Bournemouth away, with respect, is a game you expect yeah. a, a, But it's Arsenal why Arsenal won't win the title, win. but will finish top four. They won't. But, but, so but we'll, we'll find out. In the, in the, they've got a 
couple more games, Danny, coming the up. The trouble with the fullness of time, exactly. But they, yeah. their next game, so games Fulham at home, mm. Aston Villa at home. Um, then they play their joker against Manchester United. They yeah. play Everton at home. They got a lovely easy start, Before they? travelling yeah. to Brentford. Um, so they could have, conceivably, 24 points from their first eight games. And then you yeah. have to play really badly in order to get yourself back below two points a game. I mean, they do then follow that with Spurs, Liverpool, mm. Leeds just running around United away from home, <laughs> and mm. Manchester City. That's yeah. not a run of oh, fixture on what eating to play. Leeds, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. That's an easy but game. But they are. I mean, it doesn't matter, as they say, it doesn't matter who you're up against. They're playing some lovely football. It's all connecting. Yeah, yeah. They look far more dangerous up yeah, front. Yeah, they, they get, could be second. You never yeah, know. Yeah, they, they, they are playing well. And we salute them for for coming up with a song which has got a very long build-up and very little pay-up, but it's all the better for it because they are singing um, Saliba to the tune of Tequila, which does involve oh, you as a fan going... It's an instrumental. you got to do all this. Saliba. Saliba. You have to wait all that time, but it's worth it, I think, as a fan. To put yourself and that's that. and that's all very well when you're strolling around the sunshine, three up at Bournemouth. <laughs> Will you go through all of that when you're two down at Liverpool? Is the question. Yeah, I've Will got to be honest. Uh, pathetically, I I I I, I uh, speaking to someone else at the game who'd done exactly the same thing on Friday night to get me in the mood for the Wolves game. I watched part eight of All or Nothing. Oh yeah, I watched the part where, of course. It all slightly falls apart. It's pathetic, I know. I'm not watching any of the rest no, of it, but I did, I did very much Paul, enjoy it. It's the right it. thing to do. I, 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 I saw Arsenal with 2 0 up and I watched this show jumping. There's <laughs> 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 no point. I can't watch Arsenal when they're winning. It's no I check, I check, Paul, I checked my GP to see if I could get part eight of uh, Arsenal's All I think directed, directly <laughs> injected to my eyeball. It is. It's, it's, on, <laughs> it's actually on prescription in certain parts, certain parts of, uh, of North These islands, yeah. But, uh, anyway, yeah. They, are, they may end up having the last laugh at the end of this season. Who knows? That's what we're here for to to look at do, week by do week. Do you want my worst mm. match? Yes, I do, mm. Danny. That's it. I'm yeah. finally your worst match. Yeah. Very, very quickly. I mentioned this. I've got two very, very quickly. I've mentioned this in another context before. Back mm. in the 70s, I went to see Spurs play West Bromwich Albion. Something went wrong with the turnstiles at White Hart Lane, as they often did. Mm. I was 40 minutes getting in. It was 40 minutes wow. past kickoff when I finally got through. In those days, Paul, you'll remember, you had to walk up some steps before you got to pitch level. Yeah. Full house to see, you see all the back of people. I walk up the steps. First bloke, I can just see the, the pitch in front of me and the people running around. I said to the bloke next to me, how's this going then? He said, oh, you're, you're, you're late, were you? Okay. Yeah, it's 3-0. 3-0 to them. I turned my on my heel and walked out again. <laughs> I, saw, I saw less than 20 seconds of that match. More recently, <clears throat> I was at a, we had a 0-0 draw against Everton. Mm. That was appalling. Mm. Down in front of me, there was always a, I always felt sorry for him because he was obviously paying a lot of money. He was a bloke who brought his two daughters. One was about 12 and one was about 9. The 12-year-old was madly interested in the football. Come on, you Spurs, cheering along, clapping her hands. The nine-year-old used to bring a little makeup kit and make her face up during the course of the game. <laughs> this game was so bad, and I was staring at it. I thought, well, this is not even football. They're just wandering around. This is terrible. Remember Spurs uh, and Everton about 10 years ago, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. Before, before, before Pochettino got there, and suddenly I looked down, and now both girls are making each other up oh. in the middle of I a football match. I thought you were going to say you were that bored. They, they, you, they made you up. <laughs> they, they thought, uh, 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 there's no need for makeup on this face, Paul. Come on. <laughs> Let, uh, be honest. 
Brilliant. Well, well, it, no, somebody play the music. That's the end of my story. <laughs> well, it's a good one. Uh, the listeners are yeah. telling us ours. So, Danny, uh, you're back with us next Monday, but you'll be mm. back uh, on Sunday night for Trans Europe Express, of course. That is correct, yes. I'm back on uh, Sunday night. Um, always a rip-roaring great stories. In last, My favourite so far this season is still the Turkish players yeah. who were suspended by their club for eating the chairman's baklava. That's the, <laughs> that, never mind your, your Barcelona and your Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah. That's the stuff that makes Trans Europe Express worth listening to. There's almost <laughs> certainly a listener who misheard you on Medium Wave and thinks that the chairman's balaclava was eaten by <laughs> oh, yeah. the players. Uh, absolutely. That's a, sack, yeah, that's a sacking of fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in any league, never mind yeah. Turkey. In any league. <laughs> in any league. Uh, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We were talking early on about songs. Were, uh, sorry, the Arsenal fans have embraced the Saliba song, which involves a very, very long build-up to a very short payout, but is all the better for it, I think. And, uh, it's a bit what, like my Niskin's Cabana. Yeah, that's Niskin's exactly. Cabana. When you're trying... You want to remind us of that, Andy? Do, 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 do. Knee skins cabana, but you need a long bit to get do, into. Yeah, you need the whole bit. Yeah, you need the backing vocals. Um, well, this shouldn't uh, this shouldn't really vex the West Ham fans too much if they sign Dan Axel Zagadu. <laughs> <laughs> what a great That's name. That's a player they're currently looking at. Maybe really? Andy can tell us a bit more about him uh, at the moment. Uh, but yeah, he's, I think he's uh, he's a French defender, but he's, uh, yeah, Dan Axel Zagadou. So West Ham fans, start thinking of the song now. It probably, probably won't take too long. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, yeah, Andy? Yeah, I was telling you that I had a bit of a palaver trying to order the... Uh, the, the, the big fight. fight at the weekend. Uh, yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't get it to come up on my screen and it said consult. Uh, sky.com and that yeah. didn't work uh, eventually I phoned the uh, sort of the 
The help desk. The help line. At Sky, yeah. Yeah, I got a very nice bloke in Livingston mm. and uh, and uh, started speaking to him, we started chatting. And, of course, what happens with these things is you, you get you have to initialise, you know, you have to unplug and replug the box, you have to initialise it. There's a, quite a long period of, of gap. You have to wait a couple to three so minutes. So I thought, well, like, you know, I've got to fill it in. So I started talking to the fella. Yeah. And he said to me, he said, oh, he was a Scottish guy. He said to me, oh, my grandson played for Grandson. Celtic. No, I'm the grandson, oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I am the grandson yeah. of my, oh, my grandfather played for... I'll get it in there. <laughs> my grandfather played for Celtic. Yeah, my right. grandfather played so for Celtic. Oh, that's good, isn't it? I got quite excited. He said, I said, what was his name? So he said, oh, John Curran. So I said, oh, that's good, John Curran. Great. So I sort of started to look it up. Yeah. And and um, as I'm waiting for the box to finish, I start reading it out. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Got he, a bit eggy, didn't it? Because he never said anything. He just said he played for Celtic. He didn't say anything. So it says John Curran, uh, nicknamed uh, John Charles. I said, uh, wow, made his that's debut. That's a good nickname. Yeah, that's what I said. Debut, uh, Celtic won, Clyde won, uh, September 1959. I was going, ooh, that's good. And then I started reading it. I said, right back, John Curran, signed for Celtic as an 18-year-old <laughs> from Duntocker in Hibernian. Tall, six foot four and sturdily built. Hence the John Charles. Yeah. I said, uh, Curran was a robust fullback who made his debut in the 1-1 league draw. Uh, with Clyde I mm. uh, due to his height he was known as John Charles to his friends in reference to the great many positives I said wow I said to have a never say die attitude I'm getting really really enthusiastic yeah. and as I'm reading ahead it said and early on after his debut it was thought he looked like following in the great tradition of Parkhead defensive stars and this was a bit it wasn't to be oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> and I'm reading it out with so great enthusiasm to, so you've had to go it wasn't to be however he couldn't establish himself as the first thing I went, oh well look at least he played for Celtics more than I ever did <laughs> Why did I have to read it out? Oh dear! It's brilliant. It could have got. I mean, it could have been. We could have taken a really dark turn, couldn't it? And thankfully, it didn't. But you know, it's great. And how was how was your man in Livingston taking this? Well, the, he, the grandson. He was fine. We had to move. I said, "Oh, I think my box is initialised now." <laughs> well, move on. slightly eggy pause. Well, it seems. The box is working. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. Well, if you've ever gone down the route, I can't believe nothing happens. <laughs> Things happen to Andy that happen to anybody else on earth, which is why we often play <laughs> the Curb Your Enthusiasm music as he tells a story. And that would be right up there. So, if, if you've had similar situations, if you just filled in the space and indulged in a bit of an odd conversation, then feel free to share that with the class. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet to TS HNJ. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, sort of. Uh, we're going to take you back to 2003. It's the earliest we've gone time. back. Yeah. Uh, these are Clips of the Week pewter. Um, our producer uh, is one of the few people on earth with a mini disc player. <laughs> and there are some old mini discs. <laughs> and when he gets a spare moment, he sort of down, he sort of dumps them and digitises these clips that we thought were lost forever. And the two at the end are two a real old favourite to mine. Oh, yeah, look at yeah, that. It's great. And some of these yeah. you think are lost forever. So it's great that he does these and, and these rock up again but anyway we've not yeah. heard these since most of them uh, since 2003 so I'm quite looking forward to this and we would begin actually this was a bit of an old favourite over the years we begin with former footballer John Fashion who, who was a guest on breakfast with Alan <laughs> Brazil mm. what about John were you surprised when Mark McGee was sacked I was very surprised very surprised. I mean, in football, there's nothing that surprises us anymore. <laughs> That's a great old clip. I remember that one. Yeah, really yeah, well. yeah. Uh, Mike Parry now, who was full of compliments. 
What the story I've heard is that because of the your particular visage, because people have said for many years now you've got that like hang dog look in your face. You know what I mean? You've got those like droopy eyes, you know, and the sort of floppy ears that you have. I understand that somebody threw a suit at you and said, "Yeah, hey, mate, you can be bouncer. You've got the perfect face for it." Bouncer, of course, yeah, being the celebrity dog in Neighbours, for those who aren't with us. Celebrity dog? <laughs> those who aren't with us? <laughs> What's a celebrity dog? <laughs> celebrity like, well, I guess, night of a thousand celebrity dogs. What an evening it was. It was mayhem. sounds the same, Mike, though. That's the thing. Yeah, OK. Yeah, he sounds exactly the same. Uh, here's Chris Cooper and Mike Parry looking uh, ahead to a guest. Uh, sports breakfast of legends this morning after seven o'clock we're going to be talking with Zinzan Brook former New Zealand World Zinzan Brookie 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 Zinzan Brook you know every every time somebody says to me about Zinzan Brook I don't know why but I burst into song Zinzan Gooly 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 Watchers Zinzan Goo Zinzan Goo I don't know why I just uh, I just do <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We must say, what a fitting tribute that was to Zin Zamrup, one of the greatest sportsmen of all time. Wasn't it, Rick? Zinny, Zinny, Ging, Gang, Goo. Anyway, uh, I think we've got the legendary sports presenter Gary Newbon coming up next, haven't we, Andy? I think so. I seem to think we might have. This is Gary Newbon, Talk Sports 505. Uh, a little later on... Uh, Real Madrid kickoff in their match against Celtic Figo. Celtic Figo. <laughs> Celtic Figo. He's trying to get a transfer rumour going. <laughs> uh, back to Mike Parry, who is chatting to Olympic rowing legend Matthew Pinsent. It's very hard to say, Matthew, because, of course, that's nine years away. Now, Matthew, as one of the most experienced Olympians, excuse me, in this world... <laughs> I mean, he was obviously talking about the 2012 Olympics there, Mike. Wow. Uh, let's get the news now. Wildcat walkouts by firefighters are spreading. They're angry the next phase of their 7% pay rise is being paid in two stages, half on Friday and half in the new year. Protest actions hitting an estimated... Excuse me. OK, uh, Murray Collins here on the sports. I'll just carry on with that. Uh, World Close is having a bit of a cough here. Well, if she shout out a cough, it wouldn't have been a problem. We're about to pass She'd be good on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but she refused to cough. Uh, back to Mike Parry, who was talking naval warfare. Of course he was. That was the start, of course, of the um, Polaris Missile Age, when there was a plaque. I don't know if you know this, Chris. Have you ever been on a Polaris Missile? Um, just above the firing <laughs> Funnily button. enough, no, I've, ne- I've never been shot out of a submarine on no, a missile. Sorry, I, I really meant... <laughs> Yeah, have you ever been on a Polaris missile? You haven't lived, Chris. You haven't lived. Gary <laughs> Newborn again now, chatting to a caller. Let's go to uh, Colin in uh, Collindale. Uh, good evening to you, Colin. You mean Ron? I mean Ron. I was told it was Colin. So is it Ron or is it Colin? Ron. It's Ron. It's uh, Colin in Rondale. Yeah, that's it. it definitely. Yeah. It's too neat, isn't it? Colin, Colin in Collindale. It's like having a shearer called Alan, isn't it? It's not going to happen. Not a big football fan. Uh, yes, uh, we established his name was Ron there. Let's see how Gary uh, ended the conversation. It's not about how much money you spend. It's about performances, displays, and particularly results. OK, Colin, thanks for that. That was Colin from Collindale. It wasn't. It was, it was Ron. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Andy? It's, um, where are we? It's Gary, with, yeah. Yeah, we're staying with Gary Newborn and the callers. Good evening. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? Hi. Very well. Yeah, great show, Gary. Great format. Um, 
Well, it's a phone in, isn't it? It's a great format. <laughs> I mean, Gary's going to be getting an award for the format of people phoning in talking about football. That's pushing it a bit. Great format, Gary. You reinvented the format of people phoning in, moaning about their team. Let's get one last one from Big Alan Brazil. Now to Craig and Preston. Sir Alex Ferguson celebrated 17 yards in charge at Old Trafford last week. But 17 yards. <laughs> yeah, the all-important 17 yards. And finally, Alan, this, this is one I loved and I haven't I heard know. for years, so I'm looking forward to this. It's bonkers. Andy. It's Mike Parry, who was very excited about young 18-year-old Wayne Rooney's career. Wayne Rooney is going to be explosive. He's going to be dynamic. He is going to explode like a tomato explodes when it's put into a microwave oven, and he's going to splatter his reputation all over this part of the world. It's a very, very odd analogy, isn't it? Like a microwave. Don't kids, if you're listening, don't put a tomato in a microwave. It's not a good idea. Amazingly, Mike found someone who agreed with him. It's, um, It's good to see you guys getting behind the team there, especially the way you're talking about Rooney. As it like exploding like a tomato. I agree with that. <laughs> What's the matter with you, mate? It's bonkers. Well, there we are. 2003, a great year by the sound of it, talk sport-wise. So, um, there we are. We'll have some more Clips of the Week pewter for you next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. I'll do it all again with Charlie tomorrow. Andy, you're back on Wednesday. I am. Yes, indeed. I've got a bit of Carabao Cup. We'll be pouring over the Manchester United-Liverpool game as well. So uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.